fucking cat scared the shit out of me. Oh shit. <laughs> Thought I was in my closet by myself and then my cat like emerged from the clothes. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 um we talked about or you mentioned how um there has been some interesting news reports lately. Yes, yeah, so specifically out of Marvel, because that's like always, I feel like what has the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's got like just always a bulk of stuff. But um, I don't know if you had seen that they're more than likely filming while they're also subsequently filming Agatha Covenant Chaos, a Disney Plus special about Mephisto. I did see that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Starring Sasha Conan. Yeah, I <laughs> That's the craziest casting to me, but I think it's going to be really good. I think of um, his role in Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, like, just how he was like a, a big showman, you know, in front of the public. And then when he had Sweeney Todd, like, in the room to himself, he was like very serious, even like James Cone. He was like, yo, like, I got you by the balls now. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like he could do very well with that. I could see that him bringing that kind of tone, because I mean that's 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 what Mephisto is. He he is a he's basically a, a demon who likes to make deals with super powered beings, right? To most from them. Um, obviously, his biggest story and biggest just overall achievement, I guess, as a villain is. Um, with spider-man oh so, yes yeah how yeah. they adapted that story to no way home with the, yeah, the yeah the one more day yep yeah that's that's a good good run right there that's a yeah. very good one which if you if you are one of those people who loved no way home but said like it would have been a really perfect movie without all the nostalgia bait of andrew and toby then go fucking read that it's, that's what that is right yeah and i mean I feel like they definitely have a good chance to make something solid because Werewolf by Night for being obviously it's supposed to be a Halloween feeling Disney Plus special. It still just is a great watch whenever you watch it. Like it is just a perfect like jump. And I'm hoping it's got that same kind of creepy kind of horrific side of things. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of people take that one for granted because it's in black and white. sounds really gory. If they were to do it in color, they'd be I mean, at one point, they do blood covering the whole fucking screen. Yeah, like some of the kills in that, oh my god, dude. Some of the most brutal stuff they've done, for sure, in Marvel for a good chunk of time. But I'm excited, though. I mean, I think he's going to definitely kill the role. And apparently, it's he could be making appearances in, obviously, Agatha, since they're filming it alongside that. And then also Ironheart, since apparently the hood could be one of his... Uh, many doings i don't know yeah. if he, like makes a deal with him for his power or not but somehow they're related to one or not related but they correlate yeah certainly um i have two things to go off of that first do you think that we're gonna get the reveal that um that madison with a y made the deal with mephisto when she teleported into Wong's chambers with that part I would hope so, because, like, they were being more tongue-in-cheek with, like, the WandaVision nods and stuff like that, whereas that's, like, they're basically trying to say it without saying it. They're like, oh, yeah, she's doing, you know, the Hell Realm, yeah. Like, you know, we know Jake. who's there. <laughs> he named Jake in the end credit art. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she like mentioned. Yeah, I'm just like, all right. Like, there's a there's a goat man named Jake. I'm like, okay, that's rad. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, that was. I don't know. I think they definitely should at least kind of make some little nod to it because I mean, if they want to be all about continuity, then you know, all these devil things, and you can even make a joke about like knowing about Wanda or something because I mean, apparently Billy's going to be a big part of the Coven of Chaos series. Yes, and that that's the second thing I wanted to say. Um, one of the reports that I saw recently is that Elizabeth Olsen, um, Scarlet Witch, is in talks to sign uh, a deal with Marvel for four more projects. Um, so, um, obviously, I would assume one of that would be the Coven of Chaos, whether it be like an, an episode as like a flatback or something. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she did appear in the Mephisto special, being that she was using the Darkhold so much. <clears throat> and I don't know. I wanted to ask what other things he thought he might come back for. I mean, um, for projects, if you want to, she could just be those two Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, but you think she could appear anywhere else? Um, honestly, it's hard to say with King Dynasty because, like, they keep throwing out new little tidbits. Like, Jeff Loveness is saying, like, oh, no, don't expect any X Men of any sort. Don't expect Fantastic Four. Like, I feel like that's going to be like a pretty core Avengers movie. But I feel like with Wanda, Secret Wars is like a guarantee for like just about anyone you throw out there. But I feel like she's also a key to stopping Kang with her power level. Um, and then. They also confirm that like her Kang's a Nexus being, so I feel like you're bound yeah. to have those two go toe to toe in some way. But yeah. um they also have a Midnight Suns project that they're apparently Ooh. trying to get going. I've seen multiple rumored like lists for the teams, and some have her on it, some don't. That could be one because it does deal with like a lot of magical use and supernatural side of things. So I mean that'd be pretty cool as well. But I'm still hoping she gets a true solo film. Yeah, that would be sick. Or, or even uh, season two, I would love. Yeah, because WandaVision season one was solid. There were like minor things I didn't like, but pretty much that's still up in my top three, probably, I'd say, for the MCU shows. But... I love, I think that's, that was a fucking Disney Plus is at its height. Um, and the fact that it's very meta, very self aware, I think it would be cool if even, like, if we got a season two, it doesn't have to be called WandaVision, it could be called like Wanda. Like no vision or just the Scarlet Witch or something, you know? Right. Like they could just always tack it on as a season two, but yeah, just change up the title. Like, you know, like if they want to do a season two of Falcon the Winter Soldier, the title at the end changes to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, like, you know, stuff like that. Like little yeah. little tidbit things, you know. So I mean, I'm excited though, nonetheless, because Elizabeth Olsen always says she loves working with Marvel. She likes playing the character of Wanda, you know, she's like how far the characters come and never thought it would come this far, but um there's also rumors that they could be adapting the young avengers comic line the children's crusade which that's heavily involved with uh billy and tommy maximoff so i mean she could even if that's a thing you know i'm just spitballing here if that's actually a true rumor but she could possibly pop up in that too hell yeah the possibilities are endless most definitely and i'm excited no matter what i mean just getting more of her i mean especially after the 
<laughs> insane carnage count she racked up in Multiverse of Madness. I mean, I'm definitely ready to see her. I want to see her kill some more. I don't want. I don't want her to come back a hero right away. I want her to be a little fucked up still. Not gonna lie, I really am hoping that if they do plan to introduce Doctor Doom in some way, they adapt the story of them two ending up together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would love to see that, especially with him being a sorcerer. Like the power level would just be immaculate. Yep. But yeah, but that's digressing. But um, another thing I know, I think we briefly talked about with the Thunderbolts movie with Stephen Yun being cast as the Sentry. Mm-hmm. So did you also see that they could be also subsequently developing a special for his character to come out before Thunderbolts? Yeah, I saw that. Um, I would love that because it seems like from what I've read as to why he decided to take the role is he's very much in love with the way that they're portraying the character in the movie and like what he he really appreciates the role that he's gonna have like he doesn't think like it's like a like a a stupid comedy thing or you know like some fan service or filler he thinks like it's a or just a side character quick check type thing yeah i mean who knows what it's gonna be like i don't want to like compare anything already since we haven't seen anything at all but i assume it's gonna be like the level of chadwick boseman and t'challa like it's probably gonna bring a lot of light to the character i could definitely see that i feel like no matter what he will have a very grand performance because i mean anywhere he's stepped he's just brought nothing but glory and a lot of people want him to kind of in a way, I guess, especially because there are the duality sides of Century, you could pretty much encapsulate or encapsulate uh, the Omni-Man and like the Mark like aspects mm-hmm. of Invincible because he just kind of flips like a coin depending on how stable he is. Yeah, and even when he is doing right, it's not always the right way, but he to himself is doing the right thing. Yep, I'm very excited. It's going to be really sick. Yeah, it should be a good time. I'm glad we're at least getting an introduction to him prior to that, since he is such a titular character to where we could see multiple appearances of him going forward. Yeah, definitely excited, though. I mean, speaking of the shows, though, for Disney Plus, I did see a report saying that we can definitely expect across the board delays, unfortunately, for uh, Marvel shows. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Um, Kevin Feige... I do believe it's because um, Disney as a whole got, they rehired, I think, uh, Bob Iger as a CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he's trying to make moves so as to save a little bit of more money. Um, not just save money, but I guess put the money where it matters. So they, they said they want to kind of pull back on the amount of shows that they put out. And they want to take their time a little bit more um, and restructure some plans so that when they put out, because, you know, there's all these people that are complaining that Doctor Strange had bad CGI or Thor had bad CGI because there's a scene or two where, yeah, it looks a little iffy. Right. The rest of the movie is gorgeous, but whatever. I, yeah, that's like, that's one thing that always kind of irks me because it's like not every frame is going to be spectacular you know like if you got a movie like avatar where you've been working on it for like over 10 years and then that's like yeah. something but if you're you know marvel and you're churning out a movie like two three years in a, at a time like depending on when it goes into development you know and its original point then 
you kind of got to expect not everything's going to be great, but it still looks fantastic. I mean, so much of phase four was tremendous. Mm -hmm. I feel like there were a lot more high points than there were were shortcomings. You know, it's definitely unfortunate that it got such a bad rap, but I feel like I enjoyed pretty much most of phase four. Me too. I enjoyed a lot of phase four that I didn't think I would enjoy. Like, I wasn't very hyped for She-Hulk at all, and I loved it. Right? I wasn't very hyped for Miss Marvel at all, and I fucking loved it too. Yeah, that was actually, no, that was very good acting. Very good acting all around in that series. I was very happy with that. Like, I could see where COVID affected that one, you know, and that's like a big thing people keep like kind of forgetting to acknowledge is that messed up production for so many things not even at marvel studios just in general in the film industry like yeah completely changed the way the industry uh, works even Mm -hmm. to this day like um they're still having to get like covid tests like every week or so like it's not as intense as it was but it still causes delays and stuff to this day right and i mean you know and it's that's like the unfortunate side and some stuff still prospered due to it some things in the public's eye wasn't as good as it could have been. And I mean, it's, you know, you give and you take, but you know, you have all these projects where you have a good feeling they're going to be good and they still are good. Like, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be great. And it was great. You know, you got Moon Knight. People were like, oh, heck yeah, finally. And so many people love it. People also don't love it though. Like it's everything kind of has its up and down. And I feel like it's just too much focused hate just because it's, you know, we're, past endgame we're past the big first culmination because we haven't gotten to the next big thing yet yep and i think that's what people forget is like it's not gonna always be a guarantee that we're gonna get an avengers movie every three to four years you know like there's a lot of characters a lot of things and stories to be woven out and told in depth too not just kind of jumping around so we gotta build it from the ground up in a sense where we left off exactly Ah, yes. Uh, did you see the news that came out about Avatar 3? Oh, are you talking about that there could be a uh, like eight-hour cut for like Disney yes. Plus or whatever? Yeah. Insane. Insane. I mean, I'm down. Like, I love that whole universe. So, I mean, the more the merrier, in my opinion, as long as you do it right. But eight hours for one film? I mean, Zack Snyder's Justice League is like four, almost five, I think. Yeah, it's definitely over four, for and sure. Even that one, like, I love watching it, but there are times where I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Portion. Well, then they overplay things with, like, the Wonder Woman theme and all that stuff. I'm like, come on. Like, <laughs> add, a, add a few more different scores in there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, eight I'm hours. Silent. That's going to be crazy for one film, but I'm very excited. I know there's talks about them being, or there being, like, a like a fire tribe or something interesting yeah like a a fire or like a pyrotechnic tribe of people um um and then i know that there was also james cameron was talking about how maybe not in part three but definitely by four we will actually go to earth in this universe um because they did talk about in Avatar 2 how their main objective is to turn, um, I forgot what the planet's name is, fuck. Pandora? 
and yeah, their their main objective is to turn Pandora into a new inhabitable Earth for those who are able to go because Earth is dying. Um, and James Cameron has confirmed that we are going to go back and see what that dying Earth looks like eventually. So if that makes it in that eight-hour cut, then fuck. That would be pretty cool because I like to see how different people kind of put in their own imagining like kind of way of showing what earth would look like in these different catastrophes you know you got films like interstellar where it's like on a slow burn you know but the clock's still ticking type thing yep i feel like it could be like similar to that just more of like wasteland style not just all this like dust storms and whatnot but i think it's definitely going to be good to build on we'll see if it's too much because i agree Zack snyder's justice league it's a solid watch way better than the first edition that we got the justice league. But mm-hmm. I still think that with these longer versions of these films, you still got to be mindful. Like does every scene count? Does every scene matter? Like, are we mm-hmm. really including everything because we feel it's, it's necessary or just because we can do these Scandinavian villagers need to sing to the sea? Yeah. Like that was just, I don't know, there were some moments that I'm just like, all right, this is like, next scene are we we getting there no i mean that's kind of like the downside so i hope they do it right i mean it would make sense if they do like i don't know i guess in some way if they decide to you know come out the third movie first and then do like oh yeah we're doing weekly like releases of like you know these four or five whatever how many episodes for this eight hour cut like okay that'd be pretty neat but i hope they don't just like honestly just drop it all at once because i feel like that's going to be a lot to sit through and take in whereas weekly episodic viewing for that universe you can definitely let it breathe a little bit more and that's what that's what would make the money if they want i mean obviously they're trying to market um to other people who don't just want to watch star wars and disney and marvel on disney plus so like you're saying put it out episode weekly would definitely keep other viewers coming back right i mean do that free trial and dip out yeah like you know instead of just yeah like you gotta now you gotta stay around or you gotta just wait till they all come out and then you get the free trial and you just yeah. jump all <laughs> but those smart patient crazy bastards uh people got to see one of the test screenings for guardians 3 and a lot are calling it the best chapter of the trilogy oh wow that's cool i'm very excited that comes out in may that's my birthday Oh, nice. Perfect. I can't wait for a new fucking... <laughs> a new soundtrack to just completely throw myself into for the next fucking year. <laughs> right? I mean, that's like my favorite thing about these types of movies, like Guardian, Spider-Verse, Invincible as a series has a great soundtrack. Like, so many, you know, of these where you just get all this new music, where some of it's like old music kind of brought back, but it's like, you know, it's just all like a nice, refreshing take of, wow, like this is great like you know that he knows his stuff when it comes to this like the sound selection yeah yeah that movie is gonna be crazy um i know drax is gonna die because dave batista's all but confirmed pretty much that this is his last film i don't think i think it would only be right for him to die off like respectfully I agree. I mean, especially when you've got like the one happy what if version of him where it's like fucking uh, Star-Lord T'Challa where he's actually still got his wife and kid. But, you know, because I don't really want to see him just like get a happy ending where like, you know, because it's 
you got to keep his character the way it is and you got to add emotion to it. That's the thing he's kind of been upset about is like the last couple times he was there, like for Ragnarok and sort of the holiday special is just like, oh, I just, I'm just doing it to do it, you know? Yep. And um, I know Rocket will probably bite the dust as well. I don't know. I feel like they're like, like really leaning on that one, like super hard to where they're going to like pull a rug out from under us and either someone else is going to die that we don't expect. Or I don't know. One thing I could see is after this movie, Quill stepping down and walking. I don't, I don't think Quill's going to die. He's, he's too, they, they know that they're going to need Chris Pratt down the line, especially secret wars, (laughs) but killing myself. I I mean, I'm still heartbroken after Infinity War. They were right there. They do not forgive him for what what happened on Titan, and I never will. I'd like to see him reflect on that a little bit. I'm sure he will. I think that's going to be part of his his arc with PTSD, just the fact that he couldn't kill Gamora in that time, even though he didn't want to, and the fact that um that eventually led to her death and then later on what happened to titan i think i think infinity war is gonna weigh heavy on him in volume three for sure i'm hoping so i mean because i don't know i'm not too sure if i really want to see him and gamora just fall right back in line by the end of it either like i feel like they're going to kind of recapture how they like bonded in the first movie in a sense but i'm hoping it's not gonna just dip right back into that unless it's you know going to be down the line like next time we see him or some whatever it may be but i feel like it makes sense for him to kind of like retire in a in a way because he's really done what he can and you know he knows there's really nothing on earth for him you know his family's pretty much all gone at this point from what we know and mm-hmm. uh, i feel like it's definitely like a bookend moment for him without him having to be cast aside and like entirely but i feel like rocket could end up taking up the reins if he doesn't die that's that's kind of my take on it i was actually thinking gamora would be oh, okay the star lord the new team lead okay i mean especially since it seems like she is leading the ravagers in this new uh guardians movie yep but other than that i do want to see i don't know if be kind of cool if warlock does integrate with the team i'm not sure if he's gonna because they seem like they're pretty strong on keeping him antagonist style but i feel like something's gonna happen where he works with them by the end of the movie yeah i mean i'm having zero expectations or anything about what adam warlock's character is going to be like or what his character will um like how integral he'll be to the story at all just because i know they kind of bait and switch us um like bill murray was heavily involved in the trailer for ant-man but he died he got eaten by sushi real quick (laughs) so i hope that doesn't happen with adam warlock but uh, yeah i i think i think they have a plan i don't know how grand of a plan but i think he's got continuance written on him but i don't know for how many appearances per se i think he'll you know strictly stay in the cosmic side of things oh yeah but definitely a lot to look forward to, though. I mean, I think aside for Guardians, I want to say Secret Invasion is still set to premiere in May, unless that got pushed back too. But as far as I know, that's still on track for like middle of May. Mm-hmm. Did you see 
on Twitter, um, our first look at, I mean, there's one or two ways of pronouncing this, I imagine. It's, Z, it's either Zisan or Zaysan, um, that is the sister of Fire Lord Sozin from Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. I saw that earlier this morning. Yes. Or like before this mm -hmm. afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Because I know they got all those animated movies and things in the works right now. I'm stoked. Yeah. So I do believe it's going to be an animated movie, a prequel of um, Zisan and Sozin's Rise. Um, obviously, Sozin is the Fire Lord who um, pretty much begun the Hundred Year War. Yeah. Um, uh, I did a little background reading on, I'm going to say Cezanne, just because I feel like that's a nice way of pronouncing it. Um, Cezanne was his sister growing up, and apparently she was born with no bending ability whatsoever. Um, and she, it, it seems like she, um, she decided to train with air nomads as she was growing up because Sozin was obviously harnessing his great fire bending abilities. Um, and one of the biggest things that she trained with the air nomads was to learn how to chi block. Mm, so okay. I, I'm very hyped for this prequel. I think it's going to be sick to see the duality of, I mean, because we've seen a lot of twins and we've seen brother and sister and brother and brother and you know that's a sibling like yeah they definitely like do yeah. go into the sibling territory for sure heavy sibling territory especially in the fire nation and heavy character parallels in the last avatar um so i think they're gonna do very well with this and i'm very excited to see because i mean sozin's fucking crazy he shot a fucking fireball into the sky and created a fucking comet. Oh yeah, I mean he is insanely OP. I mean I'm I'm really excited though because that means we're gonna get more Avatar Roku action. Mm -hmm. Yep, more Roku. Um, perhaps we could see um, very young Ozai and Iro because that is their grandfather. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's just gonna be crazy. I, I want to see some sick ass cheap blocking because that's some of the cr shocking, more shocking moments in um, Avatar The Last Airbender is whenever any bender gets their cheap blocked and they're just stuck and you're like, oh, fuck, what else could they do? That's all I got. Right. And then you got, you know, when Legend of Korra came around that first season, it was all about, you know, Amon, a.k.a. Noah Talk, like being all about oh, no, I'm going to take away everyone's bending. And, like, all his, like, soldiers were trained in chi blocking, and it was just, they were OP pretty much, you know? They were fast, I mean. Yeah, yep. I'm definitely curious to see if it's going to be, like, a similar brother-sister relationship as the brother-brother relationship with Tarlock and Noah Talk, because there's clearly, like, old feelings between the two of, like, oh, man, like, we could still be brothers, but by the end of it, Tarlock was like, dude, you're, you're way too messed up. Like, this unfortunately i'm zapping the boat we're both blown up sorry <laughs> it'll it'll be cool to see how how deep into their lives this story goes because um this is a pretty big spoiler because i don't know what they're going to be covering in the movie um and i mean you could read about it and if you know 
the last airbender lore than you kind of know but um like i said sozin started the hundred year war and and he was the one who fucking wiped out the entire air nomads um which were ang's people in search of ang yeah obviously we know that ang is even though he's a little boy he's fucking old as hell he's like 112 something yeah he was like i think same age as pretty much same age as king boomy yeah so um he he preserved himself as a child that's basically what happened so we could fucking see ang if we see that attack, we can see like a young Aang running away, flying away, and Zithon maybe knows of him or helped him escape because obviously she trained with the Air Nomads and she she does have a <clears throat> a special relationship with the Air Nomads later in her life. Well, it makes you wonder too if you know if Aang is gonna like if they're gonna already have the idea because I mean he was like pretty much beginning like his training and everything and then they couldn't do any more because of everything that was happening so i mean it's mm-hmm. like it's like going to be another instance of oh we got to get like we got to make sure the avatar safe and then i want to see what they do with the build-up for that because they're definitely it's always been a great series when it comes to the emotional the heavy moments that really just they hit you i mean almost every character pretty much gets their chance to go a little deeper and that's why i'm really excited with how this is all lining up and i mean <clears throat> to be fair ang never knew his own mother as far as we know oh so i mean you never know like kind of would be interesting especially being out there with the no- air nomads or if she just happened to know his actual parents but either way i'd like to see his family lineage get explored in that just a tad that, that is possible with what i've read about her relationship with the air nomads that is a very high possibility what would that make Aang? That would make him Zuko's uncle? Yeah, he'd be, yeah, technically, yeah, he'd be like his uncle or like great uncle or whatever. Yeah, however you, however many generations, because, yeah, that's going to be kind of weird, because especially since they are doing the adult Avatar Aang gang movie, like, is another thing, too. I mean, who knows? They could even uncover that themselves and have figured that out before everything we'd seen in Korra. Maybe maybe the end maybe there'll be an end credit scene for this one and it'll be like a temple where they locked away a shrine of Zisan and her baby Aang and then the end credit scene will be uh, adult Aang and Zuko finding that temple. I hope it's something along that line because I mean either way them being in adult mode like still all together traveling one now it's going to be really great and it's going to be probably some of the best follow-up content fans of anything can be getting i mean just the fact they're diving into so much more and then the continuation series past Korra with the earth bending avatar i mean there's just so much down the line for the avatar universe i'm excited because that's one that i feel like really needed a lot more exploring and just jumping into different aspects and time pieces you know it's definitely got a lot to thrive on and i'm excited for like the azula movie that's um i think it's what this year or next year i think i'm not too sure honestly because i know they're working on it i know like they're working on it but it's either late this year or early next year i want to say because i know the live action netflix series comes out this year for sure oh yeah <clears throat> well fuck you heard it here all we need is that 
ancient avatar paternity test and <laughs> we will find out that they're related and it's all okay. Just pee on the special magic sundial and figure, <laughs> yeah, figure out if it's yours, you know, like, I don't know, but I mean, honestly, let's, let's just hope that they definitely like connect some dots in some way. Cause I mean, it doesn't all have to be connected in the star Wars sense, but just for, you know, having so much unknown about the original series, it'd be great to fill in a lot of space there. Yep. But I'm definitely excited though. It's going to be a very good, very good watch. I mean, I'm just all of it. Like, like with all the characters in the avatar universe, there's really not anyone that I just like, truly had resent for like everyone that they introduce like they they find some way to where you either hate to love them or you love to hate them and it's just like nah, just I, fucking, I fucking hate that one kid in the woods that always has wheat sticking out of his mouth <laughs> you know the one yeah the one that was crushing on katara is that the one you're talking about fuck him forever yep <laughs> dude got bodied right yeah, yeah. <laughs> water bodied <laughs> Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> I mean, not entirely. He was kind of living the rough life, and he's like, "Oh, I'll change my ways for love." <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, there's really not many people, though. I mean, poor cabbage guy he gets his cabbage empire and Legend of Korra, and then I think they like find out about some like illegal doings or whatever, loses his company. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's like Cabbage Corp, but Cabbage Corp. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm definitely curious to see like all what little tidbit things from like before they kind of throw in there. But apparently Ben Affleck was adamant saying that he's not going to be directing anything involving like the new James Gunn DC universe, even though they want shit to do with that at all. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I like what he can do, but I don't, people were saying like, oh, he should direct Batman, the Brave and the Bold. I'm like, no, like, let him be done with Batman. Let him just. Go off, do whatever he wants to do. People are are so stuck with holding on to one actor for one character. Because we have been blessed with people like Hugh Jackman for Wolverine and, um, you know, even like, even like he hasn't been around for a very long, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool or even Ben Affleck as Batman because I think he was my favorite Batman. But while he was my favorite Batman, I, in my opinion, I think Robert Pattinson was a better Batman. And we wouldn't have gotten that if um, Ben Affleck stepped away from the character. And it's good to give other actors their own shot because especially in the world of comics, there's so many different iterations of every single character that why would you want to stick with the same one? It's boring. Right. You know, it's always good to get a fresh take and just like a fresh, like... Even the Bible gets <laughs> fucking remade. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's it's like, you know, people complain, you know, oh, like Henry Cavill, like, but yeah, but like, dude ain't getting any younger. Like, he's still extremely fit. Yes, he's still in a high point in his career, but there's just that time where you just gotta... It's like a sports team you build up a super team and then you know players start to get older start to get injured more then it's like oh let's trade everybody hit the reset button load up on draft picks you know it's not it's 
it's not built to last. You can have a dynasty, but it's going to fall eventually. Let's you know? get a Superman with some dialogue, please. <laughs> yes, let's get him to be a little bit more happier. I did like the realistic aspects, but it just felt a little too doom and gloom. I'm like, we don't on, want let's... the man of steel. We want the man of hope. Right. We want him to be a beacon, you know, and that's I get what they're trying to do with Batman in the Batman movie, overcoming the whole I'm vengeance thing. But, you know, to me, that was like a little bit touching pretty close to like Superman's realization arc of I'm the symbol of hope. Like you said, the symbol of hope for these people. I am basically, you know, their reason to like try, you know, they see what I can do, you know, all this stuff. And it's gives them a reason to want to do good because of what I'm doing. But I don't know. I'm very curious to see what they do going forward for Batman Brave and the Bold, since that's also a different actor since Pattinson's universe is mm-hmm. its universe. So Elseworlds. Elseworlds, yeah. I mean, honestly, there's always, especially with the multiverse now being such a regular thing, not just in Marvel, but just in other animated and associated media, um, they can definitely tap into that with DC. I mean, they've done so in the CW shows. They tried their best within their legal limitations, but yeah, and that's the thing is like Mar- a lot of people associate the multiverse with Marvel right now because it's it's popping in the MCU. But in my opinion, DC has always handled the multiverse much better in comics. Mm-hmm. I think they're they, yeah, their multiverse is crazy. Right, because you have such vastly different universes for each one. Like, I get there being semi similar worlds, but I feel like with Marvel, you got to be careful of doing that too much because then it's like, well, or yeah, like yeah, there's millions of universes, obviously don't just show us the ones that are close to each other. I mean, don't get me wrong. Earth 838 was amazing because the Illuminati cast we got, but at the same time you have the idea of, well, they pretty much, they, they did everything right. Like they, you know, they did like the same stuff like everyone else did that we had already seen over 10 years, but they just, they, they won easier. You know, they, they went to Titan and were like, Hey Thanos, we're kicking your ass. And they did, but you know, it's it's good to see stuff like Batman and, you know, like even Superman and other characters where they're just so vastly different. Like I was watching recently Justice League Gods and Monsters. Like that's a solid watch if you haven't gotten familiar with an alternate universe where it's instead of the kid of, you know, where it's Clark Kent. Instead of that, it's the son of General Zod, you know, and that's your Superman. That's the that's the one with. um, uh, What's his name? Michael Michael C. Hall. Yes, yes. Uh, he he voices the Batman. Yeah, the the literal like vampire Batman, like Kirk Langstrom, is it? Yes. Hell yes. yeah, man. Yeah, that's a good one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, DC has always been so sick with all their various Earths. Right, like I don't know. It's it's cool, and that's that's what I do appreciate about. It. I think they're gonna nail it with whatever they got down the line if they are doing crazy multiverse jumping and whatnot. But either way, I think they got. A lot of promise on the horizon for DC in general. To to just, I guess can uh, I don't know if continue or cap off the talk about DC. But did you see that Zack Snyder posted some weird cryptic message about his whole trilogy? Yeah, I'm very curious what that's supposed to be because from what everyone's like 
said in the past is that's like all over and done with like you would have heard reports if they were working on something else so i don't know it's he's already shown like i feel like he's shown a lot of art though in the past it could just be a collective like video of like the art story of how the next two would have gone yeah i mean he said uh, the teaser said like dark side has a message or some shit which is very crazy and what's even crazier is that um i don't know if you follow david ayer the um was the writer and director for the original Suicide Squad. Um, I follow him on Twitter, and over the last, like, month or maybe two months, he's been posting so much and diving into so much about his cut of what the film was. Specifically, lately, um, he talked about how his biggest problem he believes with um, how the movie was created was that early on, before I think even filming, they cut out the fact that Enchantress was being possessed by a mother bot, and Steppenwolf and Parademons were very, very uh, involved in the story. Like we would, we would have seen Parademons in place of those other fleshy things that we saw, those beehive heads interesting see that would have made it such a better movie i feel like i don't understand what the deal was with the big misdirection and changing it up entirely i, I hope that he gets a chance to release his full cut i wouldn't be surprised if maybe zack snyder is you know gonna produce that or something i could like, see it like maybe that that's what the announcement could be the the air cut because that's another <laughs> i have very uh, crazy opinions about DC. People want to shoot me in the head. I <laughs> am one of the only people that I know that believe that the best Joker is Jared Leto. And I, I feel like he didn't give us enough time. I think that if we would get the the air cut, people would one hundred percent shut the fuck up and say the same thing they said about when they saw that the guy from twilight was going to be batman and then after that everybody fucking loved him and i also immediately when i saw that he was casted i was like oh he's going to be one of the best batman of all time and i do believe that he is and i believe that jared leto is he's my favorite joker and i think he's one of the most accurate portrayals of the joker that we've seen like all around i know that Heath Ledger is incredibly menacing and he encapsulates the Joker in essence, but fucking Jerry Leto's comic accurate 100%. And if we get the air cut, I think that'll show that. And even the tiny little scene that we got in the Snyder cut, the little end credit, like epilogue. Oh, yeah, a little like the finisher up with like the team, like the remaining team, I guess you could say, including Deathstroke and all them all grouped together. Yeah, that little fucking tiny, what was it, like, three-minute conversation between him and Batman was beautiful. Oh, 100%. I was bummed that we didn't get an actual face-to-face -face of them. I'm sure, I'm sure. Let let them fucking release the air, and he's gonna shine. I mean, I could definitely see that. He's a tremendous actor. I mean, his acting in Blade Runner 2049, I mean, that... You know, um, what was the other one? Uh, the Little Things with uh, Rami Malek and um, Denzel. You know, like that's 
that's another great showing of how he can really do creepy very well. He can do, <laughs> he can be a menace, you know, like he's, he can be powerful. I mean, that's, you know, he can definitely wield a lot with being a normal person, you know, and it's very cool that there's at least the hope of getting to see the air cut. Cause God, it was so disappointing seeing 2016 suicide squad. There were things I liked, but there was so much. I was just like, Oh God, this, what did they do? What did they do? To, how'd they massacre my boy? And look what they did to my boy. Yeah, like, come <laughs> on, you know? But I don't know. I think there's definitely hope, though, for that. It'd be cool if they do a continuation of that universe off to the side while they're doing everything else. Yep. Hashtag release the air cut. Yes. yes. Spam that if you can online because they are watching. They do see all that, and they know... To an idea, if the fans want it enough, they'll give it because we're willing to pay for it. You know, I mean, that's like I'm I definitely go see that movie easily in theaters a hundred times. But yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely stoked, though. There's definitely a lot of promise and potential. And James Gunn, he's a smart guy. He knows that, you know, there's been a lot of up and down with that whole version of the DC universe. And he knows that people want to at least see it through. It'd be good to at least get like a true like closure portion of that kind of put out, whether it's another justice league involving them or whatever, have you passed the air cut, but you know, and that gives a chance to jump into different worlds. You know, if you want to do some injustice stuff, Hey, we got this one. This is the injustice world where we're building the real main DC universe over here. Exactly. Yeah. Anything. <clears throat> but... You can go anyway. Just trust the son of a gun. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everybody who came back and listened to us once again. This is Angelo, a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood nerd. And Jake, a.k.a. the Daily Schwab. Hope you have a good one. We'll catch you next time.